take my drugs, actually. Um, give you some good shit? They did not give me any good shit. They looked at me and they saw I was from Arkansas and knew that I was probably really bad at taking drugs. So they gave me like something, something hydrocodone mixed with Tylenol. No, that's good. Hydrocodone? Yeah, but it's mixed with Tylenol. Like it's only yeah, like 10%. They all are. Oh, they are all are? Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything mm-hmm. about drugs. I know marijuana. That's about it. I mean, usually that that's the good stuff to me. I guess, I mean, I'm not like a pill popper. So, um, yeah, if it's got hydrocodone in it, when I have my tonsils out, I'm recording this audio. I should let you know. I, oh, yeah. That's I would okay. like to see well, you. So whenever you can get that going, but I'm recording the audio and I need to let you know that I will not be editing this. I will not even be listening to it. I will be saving it and uploading it. Um, because I, I have to spend so much time editing my art of comedy podcasts because I, I want to be very careful about what information I put out onto my nonprofit website. But these ones that are being strictly recorded for that lonely bitch, I'm not editing shit. So keep that right, in actually, mind before you say anything. Sorry, dad. Um, I don't think that you'll care. You know what I mean? But I want to, I don't want to. I want to get it out there. I got you. There we go. I'm oh, more likely to say something I'm going to regret. But you know what? The beautiful thing is no one's going to fucking listen to this. So. Uh, let's hope not. You know, like tw- 10 years from now when I'm actually doing pretty good, all of a sudden this podcast comes out and I get canceled. I started cussing on my uh, – I don't know if you saw. I was doing a cooking stream the other day. No, I did not watch it. Sorry. So, I almost burnt myself, and I went, goddamn motherfucking piece of shit, Thundercut. And my aunt's on there. I didn't realize she was watching. Well, you're a comedian now, Ty. You're going to have to stop giving a shit. Yeah, I know, but it's my Aunt Becky, and she's like the sweetest lady. Well, Aunt Becky needs to grow a thicker skin. The world's ending, okay? That's fair. Aunt Becky, if you're listening, um, I'm not trying to corrupt the young man. Um... But loosen up. Society already did it. Loosen up, Becky. Okay. Loosen I don't think she got up. mad about it. I think she more like laughed at it. But I was just like, oh, no. Because, you know, I was like the innocent one in the family for a long time. Man. When this is over, you're going to go nuts. Because this kind of stopped your <clears throat> progression into who you truly are. You know what I mean? You are not the same person I met in Topeka, Kansas two years ago or wherever it was. It was like a year and a half, almost two. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> I don't even fucking, like I can remember what you look like and I don't even know that fucking thing. You know, you had your work clothes on, so you had the polo and the khakis and like cowboy boots or something like that. And then your face was clean shaven and your hair was cut super short and all official and, uh, you were so like quiet and like, hey. Well, it was my first time in a big city. Big doing, city at Topeka. And, well, yeah, Topeka. But, you know, it was the biggest city I've been to where I'd done comedy. Oh, I can't and, wait for um, you to go places. <laughs> I am. Um, I went, I went, I was in Texas and um, got fucking ripped off. Yeah. What, where were you? Did you go into Dallas? No, I was in Texarkana. It's kind of Texarkana. my home territory. That's right. I still, you totally that's about the that. size. 
that's about the size of, you know, Topeka, uh, roughly. Not like well, town-wise, but like population. It sucks that that happened to you, but I think that it really taught you a whole lot. Yeah, it told me not to go back to that lounge. Or just when you were setting it up, getting more guarantees, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so, um, but at the end of the day, you can have all the guarantees you want. What are you going to do, sue them? And they know you're not going to, but... I think that's one of the people shit on comedy classes, but talking to the uh, people that have come out of a class here, that's what it really did for them more than teaching them comedy. I mean, it doesn't, you can't really teach comedy is what they say, but you can teach the business of comedy. You can teach somebody to where to hold the microphone and to put the mic stand behind them and to, uh, you know, what to expect at open mics and how to not, you know, how to make it in a scene and you know what I mean? There's all sorts of the kind of advice you come to me for sometimes, you know, right. not just about joke I, writing. Between you and like Mary Renee and I would say Jeremy Ritchie a lot, um, a lot of help between yeah. you guys. And I, I really, I really appreciate all the help I've gotten. That's Remember, excellent counsel because they, we all three have different, different things we are experts on, you know, like Jeremy Ritchie's very, professional and very you know does clubs and stuff like that um and i am more of like a travel around tour diy you know kind of person and uh, mary's you know all about the local comedy there so that is an excellent counsel young man and i'm i'm right now i'm working on something i'm gonna be working on a podcast to be named later um do you, have you seen me and i'll be hanging out and there's this really skinny comedian guy no. with me very awkward his name is ryan estes well he's not awkward well he's awkward when i first met him but really cool guy very dry kind of british type humor and me and him are thinking about doing a podcast it's going to be coming out pretty soon we haven't got a name yet but we know that ryan and ty are going to be in it what are you what is it just y'all fucking around or do you have like a mm -hmm. Probably just was fucking around. Ryan Ty survive. Oh no, we're working on it. We got a lot more talking to do. He's going to be on. If I think of some names, I'll throw them out there to you. I Maybe appreciate it. He's going to be on a podcast today too. Actually, he's going to be on the Poor Man's podcast, but that's on Instagram. You know. I just found out like today that <clears throat> I'm going to have to cancel my comedy festival. Basically comedy is going to be canceled in Denver for the summer. Mm -hmm. It's not been officially announced yet, but some, a comedian that somebody that knows what the fuck they're talking about. And I trust that they're telling the truth um, because they're going to limit starting in June until basically all of summer, uh, Labor Day the gatherings to 50 or less and we don't even know if that includes bars it, and so there's no way i can have a festival but really there's no that means there's no comedy all summer in denver and i have no other reason to be here uh. without comedy i love denver i love living in colorado i like the the marijuana but i can't continue to live by myself doing nothing all summer <laughs> it's tough out there for entertainers right now um you know kansas might be opening up on the third like full open yeah i know and as much as it sounds crazy 
like, am I willing to risk my life to perform comedy? And it's, yeah. So I'm like, if Colorado shuts down, there'll be some other states that open. And if I get COVID and die, I get COVID and die. I fucking don't care. I can't live like this by myself in this room. It's it's like, I'm either going to die from diabetes or I'm going to die from COVID-19. Whichever one's going to get me first. Comedy's all I have. People are asking me to stay away from the love of my life. If the love of your life had a disease that you may or may not catch, you don't know, just by being in a room with them, would you risk it to be with your spouse, with the love of your life? Would you risk it? Yes. Mm. These hoes ain't loyal, so. No, uh, I'm saying the love of your life. <laughs> I'm talking about the one, okay? I know, I'm what my parents had. My mother would risk her life. She wouldn't just not see my dad for two years. She would risk her life to spend time with him. Even if there was a virus, she'd be careful about it. She'd be as careful as she could, but she would not avoid him for freaking a year. I'm not avoiding comedy for a year. Some places in this, somewhere in this country, people are going to let me do comedy and I'm going to fucking go there. (laughs) Well, I was still trying to get stuff going here. I was, I was going to try to talk to Rosebuds and um, Junction City. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, Tyler, you're doing everything in Junction City. But, like, honestly. I don't talk shit on it ever again. That fucking hookah lounge was dope. I was sad when it closed. That was an excellent place to, 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 to take a halfway point to do a show on my way to Wichita. I had, you know, I had your guys. What were your guys' names? Uh, Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Um, real skinny guy with long hair. And I don't. Zach Moss? Don't, no, he's huh? not skinny. I was saying Zach Moss, but he's not skinny. I don't real remember. Real skinny who guy. I know they I were like, They weren't. He looks like white. not Silent Bob, but Jay. He looks like Jay. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. There's so many dudes with long hair in the scene. But um, good comedians that you were having come there. Like, they weren't nobody in the scene. These are like working comedians that get paid to do comedy and, I, and you know one of the best compliments i got they were like yo you don't just book white dudes and that was like my favorite compliment i've ever gotten what was um, it? uh you don't just book white dudes oh yeah no you 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 were doing a service for junction city you were doing something that's very dear to my heart which is exposing these little towns to different voices that they may not hear otherwise yeah. And, you know, I loved it. And the favorite thing of it is the soldiers, you know, you get all these rotating soldiers. I, I had all this stuff planned that kind of came crumbling down last minute. Like my last show that I had planned was going to be for, uh, I think it was like veteran. There's some kind of veterans day thing in November. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But I was going to have a full lineup of veterans. Oh, really? So I was going to have my one guy. He only, he told he only has like four little jokes, but I give him like three minutes in the beginning and he works for five bucks. So, I mean, and he gets to sit there and have the show and not have to pay. So, you know, it's a good little trade. And then I have Paul X, uh, Akesh. I cannot pronounce his name. His name is like, um, Polish. And he is so funny, dude. And he's one of the guys that has never done an open mic. He's only done my shows. And it was just me getting drunk with him one time. And he told me three stories and he had about 10 minutes of story and I put him on for 10 minutes and he killed. And one of his jokes was uh, he tells a story about him going into a military base and then 
two guys went in, one guy came back out, and they said, "We can't tell you can't tell anybody that only one of us came out." And he goes, "Now you're all on the list." <laughs> but uh, like, that's what I like to do, and is I like finding people that didn't do comedy shows, like, and trying to expose them a little bit. And I'd say, "Hey, you got a funny story?" Five minutes, because I had t- trouble booking that show a lot of the time, because there's a lot of people that. Oh, that's Junction City. I'm not going to call names, but there's an older gentleman, not David Scott. Um, and he was like, I'm going to need a hotel room and everything to come down. And I was like, dude, I can't afford that. I got 75 bucks for no, you. No, that room is for, yeah, that room is for local people or people mm-hmm. traveling through. It is on it was great. that a lot of people travel. You know, they were planning on making a cocktail lounge out of it or something else. Because you know the reason why it closed, right? Yeah. The smoking age changed, and it just twenty-one and. Yeah. Yeah. That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my goddamn life. Do not let me get on a soapbox right now. Well, I um, have a problem with it if they want to raise the age to go into the military and get married to twenty-one. Oh yeah, that'd be no problem. Or maybe some a little bit of like I don't know. Oh, let's save our kids from fucking tobacco, but let's send them off to war and let's make sure they can't get an education and then they end up addicted to other drugs that are illegal. Let's you let know, them, fucking get, let them get married. <laughs> They're mature enough to make a decision like that to get married or go to war, but they can't drink a beer or smoke a cigarette. So either it's one or the other, either, either 18 to 21 year olds shouldn't make those decisions or they should, you know, up at all to 21. Why can I was talking to my friend. So I don't know if you're familiar with the app TikTok. You can make fun of me for all you want. I am familiar with what it is, and I see a lot of people on it, but I don't have it in me to learn another one. But yeah, I've I've, I have kids that are Generation Z, so I've known about TikTok for like two years. So I just got into it about six months ago, and uh, I had 700 followers like last week, and now I'm at 15 or 1600, and one of my videos is starting to pick up steam. I'm around 20,000, and all it is is I've been testing jokes on there, like little little quips, you know? Like, do you know how hard it is being a bisexual when you got Joel Olstein on one shoulder asking you what would Jesus do, and on the other one you got Joe Exotic asking you how many husbands you want, (laughs) which... I think I might modify that one to ask you what. Oh, hmm? Is he the pastor down that wouldn't open up his church and shit? He's a lot of things, and that's one of them. He's okay. also, yeah. I couldn't tell who he was, but it sounds like something people would know. Yeah, I'm working on some stuff. Um, I've got a Pee Wee Herman joke, which I feel might be like 30 years too late, but I mean. Well, people know who he is. I think so, because, I mean, you hear masturbation, and the first thing you think of is, (laughs) um... Not me, but, you know. Okay, that's fair. Public masturbation. I was alive during that time and conscious of the world. I don't know when Pee-wee got, how old you were when Pee-wee got. Right. I'm sorry, I'm just, I know I go on tangents and shit, but, uh, no, that's it is what it is. this is just, uh, I just miss hanging out with people, and so we're just hanging out, man, um, and, uh, yeah, 1991, what year were you born? 
three years later. Yeah, he won't even live. Um, yeah, 91. 91, I was a freshman in high school. And uh, that was a weird time for me. I tried to be preppy, but I was poor. And so my clothes are from Target because that's where my mom worked, which isn't even, which are nice clothes for poor people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my clothes were from, from Target, not the mall or whatever. And so the preppy kids didn't like me. Because in eighth grade, I hung out with all the stoners and I saw where their lives were leading. And it, I just didn't want to end up like that, you know? And um, like my best friend grade got pregnant and had a baby and gave it up for adoption and her little sister in seventh who was in seventh grade they were like two months apart pregnant okay that's the kind of people I was hanging out with I'm still friends with them and I love them they're amazing I just didn't want to end up being a teen mom I didn't want that and so I tried to be preppy because they looked like they had their shit there and they didn't like me they weren't nice to me they were mean they were assholes so I was like you know what fuck it so I just went back to hanging out with the stoners and really leaned in they were the only ones that were nice to me in eighth grade or any, they were the only ones that would talk to me. They were the only ones that were cool. They were the only ones that, that were nice to me at all. Um, well, I, I, I relate to that big time. Nerds, but I didn't, I, I really didn't fit in with the nerds cause I wasn't smart. I mean, I wasn't stupid. I was intelligent, but I wasn't, you know what I mean? I wasn't into the things the nerds were into. D and D and such. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. D and D and you know, star Wars and, you know, math, they were in the math class, you know what I mean? And they were really gung-ho about band. I mean, I was in band, but. You know, it's it's crazy. I, I, I was very similar in high school. I didn't really have like, too many people I could hang out with. So I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I grew up Latter-day Saint. I grew up Mormon. Oh, no, I did not know that. Yeah, I grew up Latter-day Saint. My dad, that's why I have the joke of, uh, I have the joke of, you know, my dad chose a church by a name, not by teaching. We were more men. Um, because my dad's gay. Yeah. So I was too Christian-y to hang out with like the weird kids, the stoner kids, the LGBT kids, but yeah. I was too gay and I wasn't even reaping the benefits of that because I was straight in high school. And I was, so I was too gay for the Christian kids and I was too, too Christian for the gay kids. So like, I kind of only had like my more few Mormon friends, but I got bullied severely. I got a dead bird in my backpack at one point with FAG written on every page of my science AP and notebook. Hicks, Arkansas. Well, Ashdown, Arkansas. Okay. I say Hicks because it's like a community within Ashdown. And it's funnier when I say I'm from Hicks, Arkansas. And I'm not lying because I'm like a mile from Hicks. So. No, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I wasn't bullied so, in high school. Um I was bullied. I really wasn't bullied. I was bullied pretty bad in like fifth grade in Texas. Um, I was bullied in Texas. That was, I, I have lived in, I lived in Utah, Arizona, like Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and then like Garland, Lubbock. I moved every year of my life. Tyler, Texas, um, right outside Tyler, Texas in this little town outside Tyler, Texas. And that's where I got bullied the most. And, where, where was that? Oh, I'm trying to think of it. Like they were bulldogs. I remember that. Um, decap. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Longview. It's that area. Gilmer. It was, yeah, it, um, it was in Longview. It was like a little 
town outside, like the high school and the middle school were right across a horseshoe from each other. So we shared a gym. That was the worst part there. When I had in sixth grade, well, first of all, fifth grade was in middle school. So I was supposed to be prepared for a whole nother year of elementary school. And we went to enroll me and they said, no, that's in middle school. So I had to go, um, I had a weekend. I didn't get a summer. I had a weekend to prepare mentally for the fact that I was going to middle school. And then I oh, walked, sure. and then we show up and we share a gym with the high school. So when I was in, and then somebody in their grand fucking thinking had the fifth grade gym at the same time as the senior gym. And so, yeah. And so I walk in and there's these, you know, eighth graders in there that are damn near grown people. They're huge. Um, and then they're just little you. Yeah. Well, people, somebody did think that my, somebody thought I was older. They thought that my little brother, who was probably two, was my child. Sounds like Texas. And my mom's like, well, my mom was old too. So she looked too old to have a baby. So it seemed more reasonable that I him. Um, she was like 40. She wasn't that old fucking. That's really not that old. It seemed old at the time to have a baby, but now it's, I'm 42. It's not that fucking old. I'm starting to feel old personally, so. Oh my God, shut up. You don't even okay. know. So let me explain. No. You know the age difference between 25 and 21 is astronomical. I don't know. I had, I had, I had, I pumped out a bunch of babies between the ages of 18 and 23. So yeah, I, I was way different between 18 and 23, but I always just attributed it to my four children I had in five years. I had this, um, what was I going to say? So I went on the state with somebody, uh, before the world ended and, uh, like, we were just talking or whatever, and I forgot what joke it was. Oh, I made um, a joke of, uh, they were like, I really can see how we could get along. And I was like, but can you see the reason why kids like Captain Crunch or uh, like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which is a commercial from the early 2000s? No clue. I started referencing other things. No clue. Had no clue who Animaniacs and shit like that was. Had no clue. Like, wrestling was big when I was a kid. Like, everybody watched it, even the girls. And, you know, this is like the rock and stone cold era. I remember. My little brother was into it. I I remember. It was like a wrestling craze in the late 90s, early 2000s. And, you know, everybody was, like, bashing Cokes and stuff together. The wrestling craze when I was a small child as well. That's when... um, it seems like every every oh, early Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. and Andre the Giant. It seems like it's every twenty years or so that there's a big wrestling pop. Like you have the sixties and then the eighties and then the the late nineties, early two thousands. And so, you know, I'm, I'm a huge wrestling buff. I try to become a professional wrestler. That went fucking terrible. Uh I was just processing what you just said to me. Oh, it was awful. My buddy was six foot seven and we were going to do a tag team. And the idea was if you flip my name backwards, it almost spells royalty. And we were going to be like a Royal court. And I was going to be like the King or whatever. And his last name was Knighton. So he's going to be like the knight. It was going to be awful that we were going to have a move where I run at him 
jump up in the air. And this was like 40 pounds ago. He was going to catch me in the air and slam me onto somebody. And I was going to land Playboy style. We went to like two lessons. What's Playboy and it was, style? It's like with your legs crossed like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you lay on the side. And I was going to pin him like that with a crossbot, with a, like that. And we never really did anything. And then we got drunk at a house party and did a, like a match thing. And um, I jumped up. Well, oh my gosh, my dad's going to hear this. Um, so I jumped, I was drunk and he was drunk. And he, I jumped off the roof of a gazebo thing that was like seven feet in the air. And I was supposed to land next to a table and he was supposed to roll off the table. And then we were going to fight it out and he was going to like bash my head into it bash my head into it and those are air quotations as everybody's gonna hear the audio and uh, gonna roll me up and pin me well he moved and the table went like this and i hit it like this like sideways ribs first because he rolled off the wrong way and he's like yes he tries to pick me up right to like keep going he's like come on we gotta keep going i was like pin me he goes no it's like pin me i'm hurt <laughs> he's like no and so I just kicked him as hard as I could in the dick. Like I split, I probably split his sack and rolled him up and pinned him. And he's on the ground. He's like, uh, why'd you do that? And I was like, cause you hospital now. And then we hear police sirens like two blocks over and we see the lights through the trees. Like, Get your truck right now. We're gonna did he call the cops on you or did you just freak out? And think there, apparently there was another fight. People saw us doing it and they got excited <laughs> and there was now uh, two big holes in the wall of the place. And there was a dude knocked out on the inside from a beer bottle. So we were trying to perform for people because our friends were drunk and they convinced us to do it. And it riled up some people inside to actually fight. <laughs> yeah. So there was like a, so while we were doing it in front of 20 people, there's like 60 people inside. Cause this is like a hundred person party and uh nobody was over 21 i was 20 you or know, 19 or, one yeah. of my favorite things to do that i really miss is outside of a mic getting two young male comics to wrestle because it's very easy not like fight and hurt each other with anger but just rolling around on the ground or you know, maybe not even grappling a little, you know because all you have to do is be like yeah i think uh I totally think Ty could beat Brian. And then Brian's like, no, blah, blah, blah. And Ty's like, uh huh, yeah. And then they fucking start wrestling. I don't do it a lot, but I love doing it. I, I could not beat Ryan Estes. I might be stronger than him, but he's really tall and lanky. He could just like hold me off with one hand and then kick me in the throat. Yeah, I'm just saying that, like, yeah, I, I know who to, I know how to pick my victims. You know, I know who's susceptible to it. I think. I think the worst thing I've seen outside of a comedy show, I think it was, I think it was Lynn uh, Narvatil. I know I'm butchering his name. Really great guy. You're talking about. You know who I'm talking about? I don't. Uh, he's, he's a pretty good guy. And he's like leaned up. And I think Brandon Patrick was there. It was, it was like my second show. Yeah. And he's just standing out there and he's leaned up on a pole and all of a sudden a bird shit on him. That's the worst thing you've seen outside of Mike. Someone gets shit on well, my shows, yeah. I've never seen anything like that's about it. Oh, man. I had a show in um, Wichita at um, this juice bar place. Um, Eric originally got a mic going there, and then I took over the mic, and then I put on like a, I was putting on a show, um, 
to get a, I think that was the one to get a good recording. Yeah, it was the first actual show we had. Do you have to scrape every last dropout while we're on this thing? <laughs> Sorry. It's really good soup. Okay, well, it's going to be very grating. I mean, eating is okay, but like the scrape, scrape, scrape. I'm just thinking about the listeners. You're welcome, listeners, if anyone is listening to this. Just know you need to go to Target and get some of that soup in, a, in like a bowl. I can't eat soup. I had my tonsils out a year and a half ago, and I ate so much fucking soup. I can't eat any more soup or jello or pudding. Anyway, back to the story. I was... Um, Anyway, it was like the first show we were having at this place. And, you know, I didn't want to upset the venue. And the front windows were all, it was all glass. It was in like a strip mall. So it was just all glass. So you could see out in the whole parking lot. And um, a comedian got in a fight with, Aaron Hahn got in a fight with a, a girl he was dating or something. And then um, she took off. And Elijah Graves was just trying to like mediate and kind of be, you know, calm everything down and Aaron Han started trying to fight him and Elijah was just trying to calm him down right so he puts him kind of in a headlock and like takes him down very in the most loving way possible he's like it's okay buddy it's all right it's all right you know and because he wasn't trying to hurt him, he was just trying to calm him down before he did anything stupid and got arrested or something. But it was all happening right in front of where you could see everything. And, um, you know, I had eaten an edible earlier that day or I would have been very mad. I was laughing about it and I was like, oh my God, I'd be so mad if I wasn't high right now. And, um, but yeah, it was the most amazing display of violence and love I've ever seen. Beautiful. You know, that's the thing I love about comedy is you never know what's going to happen. I mean, everybody's like, oh, they're so professional. They're so funny. Da, 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 da. But there's like, you know, always some stupid stuff going on. Like I gotten drunk and I'm going to go ahead and tell this story. Um, there was that a doesn't go on when you're talking about being on the road and doing shows at clubs and stuff. It's a lot of doing your show and then sitting, maybe you have some drinks with some people and then you're in the condo by yourself. <laughs> I feel that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to go ahead and put some people under the bus in the story because this is not like a bad way, but it's a funny story. So Ryan has this, my friend Ryan, he has this friend that's named Samson. And this is the story Samson. of how. Hmm? It's Samson. Sorry. Yeah. He's this like tiny Hawaiian guy and he's gay. And I accidentally committed a hate crime the last time we really hung out. Um, he was drunk in a bar and you'll see why I'm telling the story in a second. So I go to pull him out and um, he like slips and he like grabs my ass and I like jumped and I accidentally smacked his head as hard as I could on a, uh, the side of the door when I was carrying him out. I felt bad, so I like jerked back in the opposite direction not to hit his head again, and I smacked him on the other side of the door frame. So now I have hit him twice, that's and I go to set up. That's some I go to, like uh, Three Stooges shit. It really was. So I go to set him down, and he just like kind of crumples, and Jason Solace was drinking with us, and he just looks at me, and he goes, whoa, man, did you just commit a hate crime? Yeah, you have <laughs> a joke about that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, it, it ended with Jason, like, I had to take Jason to, um, to like, a gas station to get something to drink, because he was throwing up in, like, the alley. <laughs> Pussy. And he goes, he, goes, he looks at the lady at the counter, and he just, like, kind of, like, like he's stoned, and just looks at her, like, do I look fucked up? And I was like, Jason, time to go. Time to, no, nope. And that's probably like the last, like the second to last time I hung out with Jason. And he actually helped me move into this apartment. Jason's so. a very nice guy, but he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> he's such a great guy, but he's so dumb. And he's like, the first time like I met him like in person, because you're the Confederate guy. And I was like, don't say he's, that look so loud. He's pretty too. I mean, he's a good looking, nice guy. Not my type. That has just got no clue. He's like a, he's like a philosophical bro. You know what I mean? (laughs) That man smoked way too much weed in the early 2000s. He's a bro, but he's also like love and light, man. You know? (laughs) You know, me and him were going to be on a show together next month, but it fell apart. Really? Is he going to tell the same jokes he's been telling for four years? Is that really how it goes? I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while. The last time I saw him, he was still telling the same jokes about dating being like a car lot and washing the spoon and having the the pH balance and taking care of a penis versus taking care of a vagina. Yeah, I got, um, it's going to be me and Tony Aguilar. And we were going to have another guy be on the show. And I'm not going to say names, but he got canceled off the show. Oh, shit. Battery's getting low. I better plug my phone up. But um, it went this dude out of Wichita. Message me the name of who got canceled. Um, Well, what he did was he sent me a picture of him shitting in a toilet. And some other graphic stuff. Um, but we ended up replacing him with Nick Scott. But until we were going to have Nick Scott replace him, from what I understand, it was going to literally be me on an all-Hispanic show. And I was super hyped for it. I, yeah. I don't know. I probably don't know who he is. He's a younger guy. Um, I would like to know who he is, though, so I can cancel him in Denver if he comes here. Uh, no, I think he's not going to get that far. But um, they come to mics and shit. I tried to come. You know, I I got uh, canceled last minute. I'm a nosy. Did I tell you about that. I'm a nosy, fat, lonely bitch, and I want to know who it is. Right? Did I tell you I got canceled before I get to Denver? Well, you like, they, canceled. Well, not canceled, but like yeah. canceled, like as in like it they canceled. Canceled. Yes. Yeah, did you hear about that? Like, they tell, we find out at, like, 1 in the morning, the day before we're going to leave at, like, 7 in the morning. What happened? Why did it get canceled? I don't remember. Why. Um, new, new people bought it the day before, a couple of days beforehand, fired everybody. Yeah. It was, a, you know what? I don't feel bad about this one. It was Nowhere Bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, um, yeah, you mean, like, the people running it got canceled. There was a whole thing with Nowhere Bar. I can't really oh. details, but yeah, there were some things got, things did get switched around. So you, you, I think like they got it figured out 
like after that, but yeah, shit got canceled that one weekend. <laughs> I was, I was so mad because like I had three choices that I had two. Well, yeah, three choices. I could go to Topeka and hang out with somebody and have a good time. Or I, I was planning on taking my um, boyfriend of the time um, to like Kansas city or Topeka or something and going to watch one of the festivals or something for new year's. And instead I ended up going to my friend Kelly's house in Salina and I just sat there and watched, got drunk and watched Harry Potter. And then like, I get told that, Hey, cause it's closest to where I was going to go to like get picked up. And like I had an edible for the road and everything. I was ready to go. Oof, too much egg salad. Um, what I did on New Year's. And I uh, ended up uh, driving back home to Manhattan from Salina at like 2 in the morning. And uh, I went, stopped at a gas station. I saw the girl I was talking to before I had the boyfriend with her new bow and whatever. And that's the six foot tall girl I was dating or trying to date. I know nothing about your love life. It's fine. Well, no, I have jokes about it, and I forget you haven't seen me do stand-up in a couple months. You do stand-up in forever, and you don't. You're not like me. You don't post every single detail of your fucking life on the internet. Mm, That's fair. I just post jokes. Like, I think my best one, I'm going to do a TikTok on it later, is my favorite joke right now is, how come when pugs and shit snarl and, like, have heavy breathing problems, they're cute, but when I do it, I've got to lose weight. Like, I'm trying to get fit right now. I'm at 215. When you last saw me, I was about 250. I think that I'm uh, losing weight through this. I haven't weighed myself. My face looks slimmer and things are looser and my clothes are looser um, because I'm just so fucking stressed out. I'm not hungry. That's fair. I've been, like, honestly, like, I feel like I'm going to lose some weight because of the tooth. I can only eat so much good stuff. Like yesterday I had, but like yesterday I figured out how to cook like something like really good that was good for my teeth and it was so good. Ugh. Yeah. I, um, I don't know, man. I just, I'm kind of really reeling right now. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, cause there's no reason for me to be in Denver. This is not going to be common. And right now I'm going back to Wichita tomorrow for two weeks is the plan. Um, and I'm still paying my rent here. So I really have no idea. <laughs> Which well, if, you stop, if you stop through Junction City, I'll be at work the next three days. What do you do? I sell cell phones. Oh, that's right. When I get my tax return um, back, I do want to get an iPhone 11 Pro. And I'm I got you. Mobile. Are you with Sprint? I'm with T-Mobile, but didn't Sprint buy T-Mobile? Uh, other way around. We got bought out, unfortunately. Oh. I'm getting a lot of the T-Mobile customers, and I found out a lot of the T-Mobile customers around. Well, this might get me fired, but it's fine. Um, no I'll one's going to gonna listen to this, Ty. It's fine. That's fair. Um, like, the T-Mobile customers are some of the dumbest people I've ever met in life. I had one... Hmm? That's not going to get you fired. Yeah, all the smart people have Verizon. Nah, I think you're an idiot if you buy Verizon. Yeah, they, we have the same service with Sprint that mean, they do. Smart people, not. Oh yeah, doctors and shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I had a T-Mobile customer come in the other day, 
and he go, has an iPhone 4S. Right? How is it working still? It's, it's basically on life support. Um, he's got a battery case and everything for it. He goes, um, can you turn the 5G off on my phone? And hands me the phone. I'm looking at it. And I go, sir, this doesn't even get 4G. Yes. And he just gets mad. He's like, oh, you're going to make me catch the COVID. Because 5G gives you COVID. There's no such thing. And da, da, da. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my and God. He you goes, see my face right now. Yeah. I've never seen your eyebrows quite that high. Um, yeah, that's uh, – and I'm – at first I'm shocked because it's true people are that stupid. And then I'm shocked that I'm shocked. You know what I mean? So it's like, what? Someone's that stupid? What? I didn't realize that. So he's like looking at me and he like tries to like, like, like intimidate me. He's like, well, you're going to do something. And I was like, yeah, I am. Here you go. I'll just, let me just turn smash it off. Smash his you. phone. Just so smash I, his phone. I turned the phone off and turned it back on. I said, there you go. He's like, that's more like it. And then walked out the store. That's a smart move, because if he's stupid enough to believe it, he's stupid enough to believe anything. Right. That was a very brave move. My coworker looked at me. I a like, better phone and lie to him. My friend like looked at me. Well, no, he's like, well, this phone works fine. Sir, Although, the only like, way to keep you from getting COVID is to get a better phone. You know, I didn't think about that, but my coworker that was standing next to me, right, like, tried to peep up, and they go, Dude, are you just turning the phone off? And I was like, yes, I am turning the phone off and then I'm going to turn turn it and give it to him. I'm going to turn it off and give it to him. And like they were not picking up what I was laying down at all. Did they hear what he was saying before? No. Oh. This person's this person's my uh, supervisor too. Yeah. But this is the same person that a lady came in and asked if our phones worked in Central America and she looked him dead ass in the face and went we are in Central America. I, I'm probably going to get her job soon. Um, yeah, we. Where is 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 this in Manhattan? The store. This is a, in an indisclosed location that I'm not going. But it's to a say. little town in Kansas, right? It's a little town in Kansas. So you're the big city for all these country folk, is what it is. It, so you're the closest big city. Yeah. For all these hicks. So that, yeah, yeah. That really which I can relate. I can relate to Hicks. Like, I, I'm. I, you sound. I, I, I sound like it. Yeah, but I have to deal with my dad, and my family, and I love my family. But you know, my dad can be dumb. Um, but I will say this: my dad did tell, uh, did post one of the funniest posts I've ever seen in my life yesterday. Um, he goes, because uh, he because so, when he speaks, he types like he speaks, and he said, "Has everybody drank their Lysol today?" And I lost it, man. I was like, I was like, think, oh, where did I get being funny from? And they're like, oh, there it is. What? I was like, I always wonder where I got funny from. And then I'll look at my dad's post or I'll hear my dad say something. I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah, we get it from, we definitely, my brother and I definitely get our comedy from my mother's side. Um, we let my father's side believe it came from them because they are funny. I say it in air quotes. Um, yeah, a lot of like dad jokey 
type humor um, coming from the aunts and uncles, you know. And so they, they you know, being funny is just a Riker thing. We're like, yep. Um, but really, I know we get it from my mother. My mother's pretty funny. And then like her brother, my uncle John, I remember him being hilarious. He's not hilarious anymore. He's a fucking rich, white, conservative fucking... Uh, I had to... I friended him on Facebook. I haven't seen them since I was eight, and I it didn't last long before I unfriended him. I blocked him, actually, because I didn't want to see his, his comments on my mom's post. That's actually what got me to block him was some stupid fucking ignorant shit he said on my mom's post. But I don't even know this dude. He just happens to be genetically connected to me. It doesn't, you know what I mean? I haven't seen him since I was eight. He, they haven't made any attempt to come out here, come to Kansas and see us since we knew, since they know where we belong. You know, they've known where we are since at least 2000 and they haven't made any attempt to come out and visit us. And he's got the money to do it. My other family may not be able to do it. My aunts and stuff in California, but my uncle John could totally afford to come to fucking Kansas and see his family. He hasn't seen, you know, in decades, but he doesn't. You know, it's crazy. So my mom passed away of cancer and I didn't know that. Yeah. My mom passed away December 26th, the day after Christmas, Oh four. Um, and she had brain cancer, basically the part of her brain that told her to stop breathing, stop working. You were like, 10? Uh, huh? You're like 10. I was 10. Yeah. Yeah. Like in, like in galleons garden guardians of the galaxy, man. It was pretty rough, man, because she went in like the day before, day after my birthday, and then, um, but they, uh, what was I going to say? Sorry. Um, what was I going to go? There was a part of this. I have family um, that has not spoken to me or my sister whenever, as soon as my mom died, because they knew that my dad was gay, right? And he's like, this is the only woman I'll ever love, blah, 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 blah. Really sweet sentiment. And, uh. Like, I have an aunt in Alaska that has not spoken to me since, like, 2004. And then I have another aunt that didn't speak to me until the day she died. Uh, but then I've got two aunts. One's crazy, and then there's one I love to pieces. Uh, my aunt, man, Aunt Helena can be crazy. She's, she's a little bit loony. I'll leave it at that. And then I've got my Aunt Hope, who, my God, there's a story that I'm waiting for comedy to come back for. Because uh, there's a story of me crying and choking on cheesecake because of her. Um, so, like, my family on my mom's side is from New York, right? They're from Palmyra area, right? And uh, they moved to Ashdown, Arkansas, like, in the 90s. And their thing is they know how to make cheesecake, like, New York-style, wiggly, perfect cheesecake. And I'm, like, sitting there at my friend's house, and my aunt made this huge meal for us. She lives in uh, Council Grove and she had all this food. And the last thing she brings out is this giant cheesecake for me. Cause she knew I'd always wanted my mom's cheesecake and my mom passed away. Hadn't had it in like 20 or like 14 years, 15 years. And so I'm sitting there and I get to my friend's house cause I'm full. I can't eat no more. I sit down at my friend's house cause it's where I was living at the time. And I get this cheesecake on this plate. Right. And I go to dig in. And one of our friends comes in, right? And I'm telling my friend why I'm so, other friend why I'm so happy. The other friend comes in and goes, what's that? Why is Tyler smiling, staring at cheesecake? I've never seen somebody so happy. And uh, I go to dig in. I get like the fork in. He goes, well, where'd you get the cheesecake? And I said, it was um, 
my aunt, it's my mom, or I said, it's my mom's cheesecake. It's her recipe. And uh, he's like, oh, you went and saw your mom? And I was like, no, my mom passed away. And like, I get right here and I get it in my mouth. I haven't even got the pork out. And he goes, what'd you do, dig her up? And I just died laughing. Oh, I thought you were going to be sad and choking on the cheesecake. No, I was dying laughing because I just, I'm so morbid. Crying and choking on cheesecake. I thought you were, I thought you were like sad and like. (laughs) I was, I, I was sad kind of like, like when he first said that and then he hit me with that line and I just died laughing. Sorry, mom. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh man. Oh, that still pissed me off. It is so bad. Man. I went, when I went down home, I went to my mom's grave and somebody had like, uh, tore all the flowers up on her grave. Like had like ripped them apart. Ugh. Your mom's grave got ripped apart. No, all the flowers and shit. Yeah. And her bench was overthrown and shit. I, uh, my mom is still living, as you probably know. My dad has died. I probably also know. Um, I'm sad that I can't see my mommy when I go back to Wichita. I mean, I can go to her house. I'm sure she'll give me stuff. Um, and she'll put the bags out and, but I'm not going to be able to like hug my mother when I go back to Kansas. Cause of COVID. Yeah. Cause she's like 70 man. And we're not taking any chances. I can't like, I make, I make myself cry thinking about my children dying sometimes, but my brain won't even allow me to think about losing my mother. <laughs> I know it's going to happen someday, but she's in pretty good condition. I mean, overall, nothing life-threatening. So her niece, sucks. but you know, I could get another 30 years out of her. You know, I may, she may outlive me. Okay. I can't be without my mother. <laughs> yeah. I say the same thing about my grandmother. She's 80 and and she kind of helped raise me and everything. And so I have a really strong connection with my grandmother. Like, I actually probably need to call her today because I call her on Saturdays. Um, I mean, he has his mom still, but he's really close to our grandma. Which is fine. I don't want to be that close to my grandma. Somebody asked me once, like, are you jealous that your grandma gives your cousin so much more attention? I'm like, fuck no. Like, she just drops by his house. You know, I, because she's, she just like, she just comes by. I can't have that. <laughs> no, see, see my grandma, she's like one of those very Southern badasses. Like my grandmother shot her husband, shot my grandpa, um, kind of like Southern badass. And, uh, but uh, she, even in her old age, she hasn't stopped. Like she's thrown a jar of peanut butter at me across the house and hit me out the back, out the front door, off the porch, and uh, she broke her leg fighting our neighbor. So, like, and that was like a year ago. She's like eighty. I I'm trying to remember who, because I there's somebody I either went on a date with or dated in the last year. I don't know. There's been a lot of fucking hoes in and out. Um, I noticed. I mean. <laughs> 
That's just the ones you know. Yeah, this is one you wouldn't have. I mean, there's been way more than you've noticed. I I've, mean, I've met, I've, I've met one. Which one? Which hoe did you meet? My ex-husband wasn't a hoe. Raise your hand. Huh? Seven? You? I don't give a shit. I, I'll say his Seven feet. I'll say his name. I don't give a shit. Yeah, well, I'm good friends with him. Now I want to know who the fuck you're talking about. Seven feet tall? There's a picture of me and him, and he's like two foot taller than me. As the tallest person I ever met in Kansas. What's fuck, his name? Scott. Scott. Scott? Oh! Um, the blonde guy with the glasses. Real tall. Yeah, that's, that, that's not a hoe from the last year, though. That's a hoe from... Four years ago. Oh, my bad. Like, I was, like, talking. I was telling a story of, like, yeah, because I just met you. And I was, like, yeah, this this crazy chick out of Wichita had me just holding her dog. Well, she's going up around stage, and I'm just holding this dog. And it's, like, and he's, like, oh, who was it? He used to, he's, like, I used to do stand-up, too. And I was, like, oh, really? It was this person. And she, he was, like, oh, shit. And that was the end of this conversation, pretty much. <laughs> We had fun. Yeah, I, I mean, he's a nice guy. I, it was, it was the craziest thing of how it even happened. Cause he was just like, just insisting that his, his dick was small. And I was like, no, no, and we were just friends. I was like, no way. You fucking, it can't be that small. It's just, you know, in comparison to the rest of you. And he's like, no, it's very, you know, and I was like, whatever, show it to me. And he's like, I can't show it to you um limp and so you know i can't you know i have to be hard and so i was like well let's make out let's make out and we'll get it hard and i didn't and still it was not even like a sexual thing um we were intoxicated and uh yeah and then yeah he showed it to yeah. me it was like oh my god oh my gosh but I yeah no so, i feel so bad let me suck on that for you it's Basically, what I thought in my head. I shouldn't have said anything. Jesus. Ah. Um. Oh, I. You know, don't think of me as your mother during this time. I know I'm your comedy mom. Yeah, well, one of them. But like, <laughs> uh, but like, you know, it's one of those things. Like, I had a problem. Like, I like dating women taller than me, and it sucks sometimes. Do you yeah. know what it's like to? He's got really big hands, and he's good with them. He's good well, at other things. I did not. I had... I did not leave unsatisfied. Let me tell you that. <laughs> so, like, I had the, because the way that we went was through a mutual friend, and that mutual friend tried to hook me up with this girl that was, like, six foot three. And it did not end well. Like, we decided, like, we went on, like, a couple of dates or whatever, and we're making out and everything. And she's like, let's go to the bedroom. And she's like, I want to suck your dick. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That'll work. And, uh, like, she's like, all right, what do you want me to do? And I was like, get on your knees. And she about looked me back in the eye. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was awful. I got distracted. I'm oh, no, you're fine. When she was on her knees, she, like, came up to, like, my chest. I was like, she's like, this isn't going to work. It was the... It, she had to, like, lean over like a normal-sized woman. Yes, yeah, still. 
like and like it was awful I don't know, like, I don't, really fall dudes is you don't ha- I don't have to get on my knees that's fair like I was like having to like wheelbarrow her if you get my drift um Yeah, exactly what you think. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I was picturing that as as maybe you were. Yeah, it's it, it sucks. You know, I'm just trying to fix my gene pool. Um, yeah, I'm, only, I'm the tallest one in my family. Believe it or not. How tall are you? I'm five three, five four. Really? You seem tall. And I'm the tallest one in my family by like two inches. You seem taller than me. Like me and you are like you're only like an inch shorter than me. Really? Maybe it's just because of the rest of your is your size. Or you were wearing cowboy boots that probably had a... Um, so, time. hold on. Well, I'm going to carry you with you. So, I, I have a cheat. I cheat. Um, I usually wear combat boots and cowboy boots. Yeah. But uh, I'm really glad that you're not uh, recording this. Where the hell is... Where the hell are they? It is being recorded. I but, like... So there's one. Where's the other one? Inside your shoe. There is. Hold on, I'm gonna put you back in the living room. Aren't those uncomfortable? No, um, I've gotten used to them. I've been wearing them for years. So like, here's one, and then you just snap them. And I've got up to four. So I add like. It's like you're walking in hills all the time. Yeah. You must have good calves. I have very nice calves. Yeah. Walking around like that all the time is going to build up those calves. It's not good for your back, though, kid. I can't even wear heels anymore. I can't wear pumps. I have to have flat shoes unless oh. I'm just wearing them for a short time. What's crazy is when I was trying to become a professional wrestler, I was exercising in them and jumping and rolling and shit with them. I was going to say earlier, that didn't work because you're not – those – Wrestlers, people can talk shit on them all they want, but they're athletes, you know? They're trained. Uh, oh, I was in good shape. I just I know, but they're trained like stuntmen. That's a whole thing. It's not like something, you know what I mean? There's training that goes into all of that. There's practice and training. You can't just start jumping off of gazebos, you know? Well, that's fair. Uh, me and my buddy, he was a cart pusher, and so was I at the time, right? And I'll never fucking forgive him for this bull fucking shit, by the way. Um, so we went to wrestling practice first day. And the next day, we both had to go, like, to work. And we're pushing carts. And, you know, they had us jumping and rolling and all that and doing a lot of exercise. And we were – the thing about wrestling is you get tired from your head to your toe all the way down. Every muscle is used. And we're, like, pushing carts. And we're, like, walking all stiff. like. <laughs> and then, like, three weeks or, like, three or four months later, like – it was in the middle of our shift when we're pushing carts and he went to lunch and he never came back and he quit and he quit on me. And he's like, he just comes up to me. He's like, Tyler, you know, you're my buddy, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know, we're friends, right? It's like, yeah. And he pats me on the shoulder. He goes, there's a 12 pack in your car for what I'm about to do. I'm like what the fuck are you going to do, Walter? And <laughs> he walks over around the corner of the manager's office. He unzips his vest puts his badge on it, looks her in the face and goes, fuck you, I'm quitting. And then walked out the damn door like a boss. And I was like, Walter, no! Hey, <laughs> I've done worse than that. My friend Amanda, I, I worked with her at IHOP out east in Wichita. 
And the guy that owned it was just a fucking pig. He was gross. He was like, cause I had applied at the one out West and he happened to be in there and they owned both of them. And, um, he was like, but he managed the one out East. So that's where he was all the time. And he interviewed me. I was like, no, they don't need you here. I need you out East more. I was like, I can go wherever I don't care. And then after I was working there for a couple of weeks, he told me that he saw me at the West one with my beautiful red hair and he just had to have me. And so, and he was just so gross. Like I'd be putting away condiments and he'd have his junk right here. And he'd be like, while you were down there. And uh, he's like Middle Eastern. I don't remember where they were from. I think they were Lebanese. Anyway. And so I just couldn't fucking take it. I hated it. But my friend, Amanda, I talked her out, talked her into going out to the bar and we worked during the day. So we had to be at work at like eight, seven, eight AM. I talked her into going out drinking. I was like, come on, I really need a drink. We'll just have a couple, uh, you know, I gotta be at work in the morning too, blah, 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 blah. So we go out to the bar and um, we get fucking hammered and it's like one o'clock in the morning, you know, there's, you know, and I, um, I'm like, I'm, Amanda, I really hate to do this, but I had written on a note on a, on a bar napkin like telling him to go fuck himself and that I quit. And I was like, give this to, I can't remember his name. And so not only did I not go in the morning after, and she had to go in the morning. I should go. She had to go tell him. And she'd been working there like a long time, like two, three years. She had to go tell this dude that I quit. I don't know if she gave him the actual note after she read it, but, but she had to go tell him I quit. So she didn't have to, but she did. You know what's crazy is I actually fucked one of my bosses, so um I fucked one of the kids that worked there. I was uh he was like nineteen, but I mean this is a long time ago. This was like eleven. I was like thirty and he was like nineteen. And um it was awful. It was some of the worst sex I've ever had. Just no skill, just jackrabbiting. And then I got stuck at his house for the weekend because there was an ice storm and my car was literally stuck in the ice. And so I was stuck there for two days. And it was just he was playing video. It was just fucking awful. It was the it was a nightmare. And this um eventually I went out with some cups of hot water and got my car unstuck and slid my ass home. It was terrible. I had a uh so my dad had gotten run up by this lady so many times and like she quit and went to a different Walmart. And then she got fired from Walmart. So she's looking for another job. She's going to become a car salesman, right? So she started applying to places and asking me questions about shit. And I was like, I didn't understand what was going on, right? And so she's like, hey, do you want to do lunch? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she was like 34, 35. And I was like 22. And she's like, hey, do you want to go, uh, you want to come over sometime? And I was like, yeah, sure. So she puts on Pulp Fiction. And uh, just to make sure I'm there for the whole movie, I guess. And, like, we're just sitting there talking or whatever. And we, like, start making out. And I was like, this is not how I expected this to go. And my dad hates this woman, too, like, her core. And uh, so, like, we fucked. And we continued fucking for a few months. And, you know, the craziest thing that happened was I and when I moved to Kansas, I broke up or didn't break up with her because we weren't dating or anything. This is the last time I dated a redhead that's an Italian, too. And she threw a fit that I was moving and wanted me to stay behind. 
And then she was like, I'm pregnant when I was up here. I had to deal with that for three months. It was awful. And it turns out she didn't have a kid. I don't know why I told that story, but I told that story. You say you thought you were going to, you thought you knocked up an old lady? An older lady. And I was like, I was like, well, this isn't too bad. Cause she had like a five bedroom house, three bathroom with a basement and like fully furnished and like two cars. And yeah. You could have been a kept man. No, she didn't have a job. She had everything paid for. Oh. But that's um, what you need to do is just knock up a knock up a rich lady. Hey, I like I like dating women in their thirties. They got their shit together. They know what they want. And you know, I was dating this one girl, and uh, so she was a divorcee, right? She had just gotten divorced, and she was trying to treat me like her sugar baby. And her husband that she divorced owned Cavenders. Do you know what Cavenders are? Mm-hmm. Like the boot stores. He owned like nine or ten like boot stores. And uh, she gets a call from her insurance like six months before I met her. And the husband's like, or the insurance guy's like, hey, congratulations on your new red uh, Mustang or whatever convertible. She's like, I don't have a red Mustang convertible. Like, well, your husband just put insurance on it. I guess I'm ruining the surprise for you. And she goes, oh, because her anniversary was like two weeks away. And so she goes home and there's a little red Mustang in the driveway. And she opens the door and her husband's secretary sucking his dick on the couch. And so I was dating her for a little bit and she ended up finding somebody younger than me and found her a real boy toy. But uh, for about two weekends, I was going up there and I was getting, cause she got the house, she got the stores, she got all the cars, including his jacked up F-350, and how King Rant. Huh? How old was she? She was like 33. You should have knocked her up. I should have, you know, but she found somebody much prettier and much, much muscular than me. She's a date like a bodybuilder type dude. And I'm like, damn, I'm sorry, but I was looking 12 as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Even if, even if I'm going to go younger, they can't look even younger than they are. I look like, if I shave, I look like a 17 year old lesbian. I've seen you. Yeah. I've seen you. You do. Yeah, Everybody's seen. You do look kind of like a dyke. It sucks. It's it's a curse. But, you know, there was a while there. I was dating, like, almost exclusively lesbians trying to become straight, and it was awful. Like, like they're like, you're the softest thing to a dude that I can introduce myself to dick with. And you're so like, I was like... You're like the... God, I can't even think of the word. Think of the word. You're like the... Um, I don't even know. Now I'm thinking fluffer, but that's not it. Uh, that's not it. Like I was like the nice little conversion to Dick. I was the yeah. I was the gateway Dick. Um, yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> gateway. And uh, it, it sucked. And like I don't do that anymore because like you know it's just I'm gonna get my heart broken because I get attached uh, very easily. I'm a very hopeless romantic. I only and, like, get, the thing that happens, I only get crushes on straight girls. So yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. For some reason, like the last two people that I've, I've like dated, like just come up as trans men. So it's like I've liked a lot. I've, I've, I mean, the bulk of the women that I have slept with are straight. Um, really? Yeah, and they until they get wet, you know. No, they continue to be straight. They're just like you know, um, 
they just happen upon me. I don't, I don't ever try to, I've, I've, I've only once ever really saw out dating a woman and dated a woman, but it's just like, you know, I'm at a party or the bar or whatever, and we get drunk and they're like, I've never been with a woman. And I'm like, oh yeah. Um, but it works really well because when I fuck a woman, I, I pretty much fuck her like a man would. So it's, you know, it really, it really, uh, helps them. <laughs> so, right. and then they, and I mean, they don't have to worry about getting them getting attached to me or whatever. Like I have this one problem is I have this friend and I'm not going to say her name and she like, I like, I like bigger girls. Like I like thick girls. That's just my thing. Right. And she is too big for me. She's like 400 and something pounds. Yeah. She's a very large like I just not and she's six foot six foot two well the thing so is like, like two fat people um two thick people or whatever it's not gonna work no I dated a guy um for like six weeks when I lived in Nebraska and um yeah he was a big boy and I didn't care um he's very comfortable to cuddle with it was amazing but I couldn't mount him and the sex in general was difficult. The only way it really worked uh, was doggy. And he tried to be like, to say that it was my weight. And I was like, I have mounted many a man. Okay. And it's not me. It's you. But when you, yeah, unless they have, and then like I had Googled how like fat people fucking, but all those dudes have like 10 inch dicks is how they made it work. Cause they had a dick that could get through their fat and her fat and, get in there. And then, you know, it wasn't like I, and so I was like devising, like thinking of like contraptions that would maybe like, like if he was built, like if he, something he laid on and his feet and his head were lower than the rest of his body and it kind of projected him up. And then there was something there for my knees to be on that kind of held me up higher. Like, you know, like if there was a contraption so I could mount him, um, cause that's what I do when I like somebody, you know what I mean? I fucking figure it out. Right. So like, what I had a problem with was, um, so I, I was like, I don't want to date her or anything. She's like, I'm a lesbian, I'm a lesbian, I'm a lesbian. And then she was like, I like you, Tyler. And I'm like, oh no. So I literally just sucked my dick once, but that was about it. And so like, I'm at, it's a LGBT night in Aggieville, which they have that now, which was great. And me and my friend, we go out dancing. My friend, she's a recent divorcee. So, you know, I like going dancing with her. It's a lot of fun. And it's nothing like that. We've just been friends for like 10 years. And this girl like texts me. She's like, are you out in Aggieville night? And I was like, yeah, I'm having a great time drunk. And uh, she's like, oh, we're going to find you. So later on in the night, me and my friend are dancing. And this guy cuts in and starts dancing with her. And he's dressed like Freddie Mercury because it's people are wearing costumes for some reason. And, uh. So she goes to the bathroom and I'm like standing by the bathroom waiting for her. And he comes up to me and he shakes my hand and he's like, Hey, my name is this. And I go shake his hand with a car salesman strength that I have. Mm -hmm. And I shake, he goes, you didn't have to make me your bitch. Now you could do that later. And I was like, Oh, Oh. And, um, so I was like, he's going after me. So he goes off and I'm like, you know, I'm kind of not interested in that tonight. You know, I'm planning on just having fun. So, he fucks off and I see the girl and like, she came in looking for Dick. Like she came in there like, <laughs> like she was smelling. <laughs> he was coming There's in there. Baby around. 
No, more like more like a baby rhinoceros. Um, <laughs> just um, coming and she goes, "What color shirt are you wearing?" I look around and thank God for Walmart because there's like seven of us dressed exactly the same, and uh, that's where I get all my high fashion. And he go and she goes looking around, and goes that corner, and I go out the door. Have you ever been to Dirty Dogs? It used to be Rusty's or not Rusty's, um, Silverado's in Manhattan. Okay, no, so it anywhere. There's this like fenced-in area in the back for smoking, and like, I'm trying to figure out how to escape because I can't get out. And like I'm like trying to climb the gate. I'm texting my friend. My friend's like, I got an idea. Just trust me. Click sends it. I look at my phone. I start climbing back down the little gate before the bouncer kicks me out, and I have to like walk walk past her, which in hindsight would have been a great idea. Um, and Freddie Mercury comes out of there at the back, both fucking doors fly open. Like he just punches through and he goes, I'm not trying to fuck you. I'm coming to save you because of Sam. And I wish I'd gotten that man's number or something because I need a man like that. So he like does this whole like surveillance thing, like hiding me from her. Like I can hear she's over there just like, you know, you can hear it muffled in the corner. And uh, I go to leave. I get out there. And I'm like huffing and puffing. And I was tired as hell. And there's this dude in a yellow shirt. I'll never forget this shit. And he goes, are you running from girls? Uh, I was like, yeah. He goes, I run from those two. And winks at me. I'm like, I'm looking good as shit tonight. But like, so I don't like to date like, 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 I don't like to be the the first guy. No, you shouldn't and, date lesbians because you're not a lesbian. Well, and yeah, that's true. That's but you really, know what I mean? Um, it's not that like I don't want I don't want to be the gateway dick anymore. That's really unfair of them to just assume that you're going to be willing to be uh, the gateway dick. The gateway dick and not have feelings about it. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe you are a little bit of a lesbian. It's the swoopy hair, I think. Um, the fact that you catch feelings that easy means you maybe you are a little bit of a lesbian. You know, I just want to move in like a week later. Um, I have <laughs> tendencies. I have those tendencies too. Um, with but uh, yeah, I'm actually I, dealing with getting ghosted right now, pretty roughly. So that's why I dated men that were in there, you know, that were down and out and needed somewhere to live because they'd move in with me right away. <laughs> Are you female Joe Exotic? No. <laughs> oh, you can't buy them trucks or anything, can no, you? I, I, well, my my last ex husband, I did, I did, I did buy him a massive amounts of weed, not meth. And I would have bought him a car. I was going to pay for and take care of him to get top surgery. Even after we were getting divorced, I was still going to come to Denver, spend a month here, pay for all of it. I mean, I had health insurance and I could work remotely and um, use my tax return to pay for all of it and get his surgery, even though we were getting divorced because I knew that I was the last opportunity he was going to have probably in his life to get top surgery. And, uh, he fucked that up. I, he just had to be cool, man. And he couldn't be cool. And so, um, yeah, he just, he would pick fights. I mean, my kids can attest. I just, you know, he would pick fights and yeah, he couldn't take it anymore, man. I said, I was, uh, the, the last fight we had, I was, uh, we were, I had some, he had, he had, he had brought some chick over from work. And I could hear them. He had the room up in the attic. I could hear them laughing. And I was just like, hey, man, I don't care. But 
are you guys just friends or are you, you trying to date her? Because if that's the case, I'll, I got, I can bring dudes here too. I got people, you know, and, um, he was like, he gave me a real long response, which basically was saying, yeah, yeah, that he wants to be more than, he wanted to be more than friends with her, whether they, they didn't end up being more than friends. But he was like, yeah, I don't care. You can bring over whoever, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a shit. I was like, and then it started a fight, right? Cool. Game on then, motherfucker. And yeah, I like over the, over the, there was more than one person that I brought over. And then there was one that came over that he, he just kept knocking on our door and kept bothering me and all this other shit. And he, he and, and the dude, he was getting ready to leave. And, um, we hadn't even, we weren't even having sex in there. We were made out or whatever, but whatever. And so he, I was finally like, look, let, he's about to leave, let him leave. And, uh, we'll have this fight that you seem to want to have. And he's like, no, I don't want to fight. I was like, no, no, he's leaving anyway. Let me let him get out of here. And then you and I can have our fight. And so, um, cause I'm trying to like, you know, not have this in front of the dude. Right. And so, you know, dude leaves and stuff and I shut the door. I'm like, okay, let's fucking have this fight now. And then, um, it just escalated to him throwing all, like he just started throwing shit on the ground that was on a shelf in the kitchen and broke the crock pot. And, and I started jumping up and down and I was screaming at him and I was like, get the fuck out of my house. And I was just screaming at him. And, uh, I don't remember what he said. He said something to me and I started towards him. Like I was going to fucking punch him and he cowered down. He was like, no. And in my memory, my younger child, Oh, he called me a cunt. That's what it was. He called me a cunt because my kid and his girlfriend were in their room and the girlfriend was like, is everything okay? And, and Alex is like, Psh, yeah. And then he heard him call me a cunt and he was like, ho ho, he fucked up now. And like Alex is laughing about it, but he hears the stuff breaking and stuff. And he, so he comes out to check on it. And in my memory, Alex touched my shoulder. Like, don't, don't hit him mom, you know? And, yeah. uh, but then when I talked to Alex afterwards, Alex, like, I didn't, I didn't touch you. I came out, saw what was happening and went back in my room. I was like, cause he came out to make sure I was okay. So he mm -hmm. comes out to see me charging towards him and, and Drayden cowered on the ground was like, ah, mom's cool. And he goes back into his room. <laughs> he was like, no, that was the hand of God protecting him. Yeah. Cause I was about to just start wailing on this motherfucker and, um, showing him. You don't need a charge right now. Yeah. Showing him some, what physical abuse is. And then he started saying that, after we broke up, he said that I was a narcissist and that I gaslit him and that I was verbally and physically abusive. And I was like, okay, I hit you twice. Once was because you were abusing the dog. Uh, our dog, she shit on the couch. It, she was trying to adjust to him going back to work. It was a whole thing. And she was still just kind of a puppy and he was being way too aggressive with her and just shoving her face into the couch and she was yelping, Leia, my dog, Leia. So I hit him on the back just with an open slap to make him like leave my fucking dog alone. And like, the, other, too. the other time I ever put my hands on him, he fucking um, was charging towards my child. 
like he was going to physically get in a fight with my kid who was like 16, 17. And so I got in front of him and pushed him to keep him from getting to my kid. So those are the only times I laid my hands on him. And I tried so hard not to be mean to him. I begged him to stop or I beg him to please just give me some space and let me, I'll go into the bedroom and he would be in the living room just saying shit still. And I'd be like, will you shut the fuck up and stop? I'm trying to calm down, you know? And he'd be like, I can talk to myself if I want to. It's a free country. I'm talking to myself. I'm like, you're not talking to yourself. You're talking to me. And I have to hear it. And it's making me react. So can we just be quiet for a minute and let me calm down? And he wouldn't let me calm down. And so I fucking would say mean ass fucking shit to him. Because when I get mad, I say mean fucking shit. But I tried so hard not to get to that point. But I was the problem. I was the abuser, and he's fine. He doesn't need to change shit. Like, whatever. You good, bud? Why do I date these weak ass little bitches? I don't know. I ask myself the same thing. I'm I'm currently dealing with the person that we're like, like I was like we were friends with benefits, and then like we were, I was trying to like we started like getting feelings for each other. And they're like, you need to take me out and do things. So I like, took them out and did things. And so they haven't talked to me in like, they've like said, hey, and that's about it for 10 days. And they still haven't met, opened my messages or anything. And I sent them like yesterday, yo, what's your address? I'm sending all your shit back. Because, you know, it's fine. It's fine. The problem is they look like Swaco the Child, and I have a huge crush on Swaco the Child. So I have no idea who Swaco the Child is. He is a like twenty-year-old, very boyish-looking rapper. Yeah. He's got like no tattoos or anything. He just very e-boy look. I don't. Uh, I don't think that there is someone that can handle me. Honestly, I, and I'm not asking anyone out anymore. I want to be pursued, but I want to be pursued appropriately. You know what I mean? It's, it don't fucking hit me up at nine o'clock to hang out. You know, don't fucking, like, I, like, it's not even that I'm necessarily opposed to a friends with benefit with the right person. Like I know if I'm going to get attached to somebody, my feelings don't, you know what I mean? I know pretty immediately whether I'm going to like them or whether I just want to, you know what I mean? Whether I'm going to catch, I don't catch feelings out of nowhere. And so I'm not opposed to a friends with benefits thing, but they get, they don't give me enough of the friend part. You know what I mean? I need, I need Mm -hmm. the friend part. Don't just come over here at 11 o'clock. I'm not just doing a booty call thing. I want mm-hmm. a friend. I want I want to be able to hang out with you and talk to you and text you. And and I want the friend part of the friends with benefits. Mm-hmm. They just want the fucking benefits. And I'm just fucking done. I just fucking, I don't even care about casual sex anymore. And I up my meds. So I'm not real, I'm not, not that I couldn't have sex if I, you know what I mean? But I'm not thinking about it to the degree that I'm willing to, like, it's not that I, it's not that I lower my standards of what I want because I want companionship. I lower my standards because I get fucking horny, you know what I mean? And I don't have a, <laughs> so what am I going to do? Um, right. I'm and, telling you, sometimes you just got to go to Aggieville and yeah, find something that's a, uh, like, interior design major or something. You get so fucking um, horny, you feel like you're going to go crazy if you don't have sex. And you can't take care like, of it yourself you need the real thing and 
you just like, Wah! and so you go and you fucking, you, 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 you tell yourself that you don't care. You tell yourself that you're cool with casual sex. You've done it plenty. And sure, it's fun when you're doing it. But then like later, you're like, oh, why'd I do that? And then you're like, God damn it. And then, yeah. And, but now with my meds increased, I don't fucking, I don't fucking care, man. Sounds like somebody's going through a manic episode right now. Huh? Sounds I'm, like you're manic. No. I'm always like it's, like it's like, are you bi or bipolar? Both. I wish I could be oh. manic right now. I'm just um, angry. You right know what now. sucks right now is what I'm dealing with. Is Actually, what I'm manic is when I'm also promiscuous. Gotcha. It's crazy with me right now is, um, so I told you about TikTok. For some reason, a majority of my following is in Scotland of all fucking places. Fuck yeah. So like, do you know how many, how many Scottish fucking titties I have in my inbox right now? Fuck it's amazing. But like, hell yeah. Oh well, maybe I will get on TikTok. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's either, it's either Scottish women or really old gay men. And then a few drag Queens. And it's because of my LGBT I want some bisexual stuff. content. I want some mm-hmm. Scottish titties in my inbox. Dude, it's amazing. And she's got nice ones, too. I want Irish. Um, I'm thinking about going to Dublin, man. Dude, like, I really, I'm thinking about, because, like, plane tickets are going to be cheap for a minute. Like, as soon as this blows over, I'm thinking about taking a trip and seeing some of my friends in England and um, Scotland and doing all that. I've got a friend named Kane, and he is a coroner over there right now. And so they're a pretty cool person. I want to chill with them. Um, I'm talking about like going if Trump wins again. I'm talking about going to Scotland for four years. I'm good. I don't want to leave um, because if I leave, then that's less voting power for anybody to get the next guy out. And I'll honestly, I'll still be a U.S. citizen. I'll come back. I I really don't want to vote for fucking Joe Biden. No, I don't want to. I really. Uh, I can't. Even I just want. I don't even. I just want to I got so many fucking. I can't even think about November. You know what I mean? I don't know what I'm going to do in November. I can't even plan that far ahead in my life. How can I plan who I'm going to vote for? I have no fucking clue what I'm going right. to do in November. And, you and the, know, thing, the thing that sucks the most to me is everybody that's like in the lead to run or whatever, none of them want to legalize marijuana. And that is like one of the biggest things that's important to me because let's be honest, after all, all this shit, I think we all need to sit down and smoke up want somebody calm the somebody, fuck down. I just don't want somebody in there that's going to make abortion illegal. That's one of my main concerns. Like, that's so, like, as a man, you know, I don't feel like I should have an opinion on it, but, like, the thing that I feel it is... president gets to appoint at least one Supreme Court justice. justice. Possibly and we're stuck with them. For life. So we and have didn't, didn't Trump already pick, uh, what's his face, Canovo, or Casanova, or I like to touch a piece of Nova, or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, 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 the one shitty one, yeah. And so, if he gets to pick one more, then they ha- he there'll be a conservative majority in the Supreme Court. Mm. Which is supposed mm-hmm. to be something we're not concerned about with the Supreme Court. That's the whole fucking point of the system that we have set up. This isn't supposed to be a concern. The Supreme Court's supposed to be biased, non-biased. And the Supreme Court is still humans, though, and they still have political beliefs as a citizen of the United States. You know what I mean? They still have ways they interpret, different ways they interpret the fucking Constitution. And so, yeah, it is a factor. 
See, I would run for office one day, but obviously I've done too much shitty things. Honestly, I also, if, we're, if this is how Supreme Court justices, if this is how it's going to be, I think we should, we should get to vote them in then, or they should have term limits. If they're gonna be, if they're gonna be swayed by a political party's ideology one way or the other, um, they need to. We need to vote them in. We need to fucking have term limits. Then it's just like that dude in uh, Oklahoma a couple of years ago when they're working on doing uh, medical marijuana. A governor, senator, whoever said that his church wouldn't um, like it if he said that they should have uh, medical marijuana in okay and he was like everybody was like why is your church determining you know so supposed to be a separation of church and that's one of the biggest things that i'm for is the separation um i'm not gonna say much but but she still believes in the separation of church and state because there's a lot a lot of different kinds of christians too so which christian religion is it mormons are technically christians aren't they yeah yeah, so which Christian religion is like they uh they study the Book of Mormon, the Pearl of Great Price, Doctrine and Covenants, uh Old Testament, New Testament. And I took a whole year on Old Testament, a whole year on uh New Testament. Yeah, so um, which, which Christian honestly, religion are we? We're a Christian nation, cool. Which Christian? I was raised Pentecostal. Uh there was a church across the street. That explains a lot. Huh? Nothing. Are you eating again? There's a there's there's a there's a church across the street from me that had um you can eat. I was just giving you shit. They didn't believe in dancing. You know? Which Christian religion is it? I almost went to um, BYU. I don't know if you knew that. But, um, it's a good school. I mean, religion or not, it's a good school. Yeah, but do you know the rules that they have there? A little bit. My ex, Andy, so, was a Mormon. So you can't have long hair. Men can't have facial hair. No jeans for men, no tight-fitting clothing, no coffee, no tea, no energy drinks, no tobacco, no no alcohol. Because Mormons don't believe in any of that stuff. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And like, well, yeah. most most Christians that live by the Bible don't believe in alcohol or anything that's going to damage your body. Caffeine. I mean, it is biblical what they're doing. It is. I mean, people don't like it, but they really are living their life biblically for the most part. I mean, there's some weird shit about it when you die that comes from the Mormon books, but yeah, there's some weird stuff. Because I, I read the Bible. I was, I was religious for like three years, and I didn't, I didn't, I still had caffeine, but I didn't uh, see that as a drug at that point. And um, yeah, I, I didn't listen to anything but PG. I didn't watch anything but PG movies or PG or G. I only listened to Christian music. I, um, yeah, I really devoted myself to it. The only hang up was that my husband was an idiot and I couldn't possibly allow him to make all the decisions or we'd have been homeless. So, but I was going to stay home with my kids and and I was going to homeschool them because I didn't want the devil to them to be exposed to the devil in public schools and I was going to make their clothes, and I was going to do all that shit. A little pioneer woman type shit. It was biblical, man. That was my job. I was a wife and a mother, and that was my job, was to raise four Christian children. Yeah, I was, so I'm excommunicated, so. Yeah. I just know I am. My, uh, yeah, 
uh, when I was, almost went on church mission, people don't know that, I almost went on church mission, and they were like, yo, for you to go on this church mission, your baptism's kind of like null and void because your father's gay, you have to like denounce your father. And I was like, cool. And then they were like, yo, um, before you can go on this church mission, you have to like get rebaptized and things. And so I was really fucking close to being like, you know, out of there. And uh, I almost did the whole religious thing and I'm so glad I didn't because I would not be here right now. I'd probably have like six kids. Do you know be how miserable. bad I'd be? If I'd have stayed a church lady, I'd all they do is cook and clean. So fat, especially once my kids got older, I'd be wearing moo-moos. You know, I'd be like 400, six, I'd be like on my 600 pound life. I'd be like, what's eating Gilbert grape? You know what I mean? That would be my, because my kids would just fetch things for me. I'd be on disability because I'm too fat. They'd have to wheel me into church on one of those extra wide fucking wheelchairs. Like, oh no, there's things I like about religion and there's things I hate about it. And the hate really, because honestly, if, uh, if I was to say that there is like a pretty good church, like as in like morally correct, I would say it's probably the Mormons because you know how preachers get paid and stuff to preach and yada, yada, yada. The more you give them, the richer they are, yada, yada. Yeah. So in the Mormon religion, it's all called upon and it's a service. It's all volunteer. There's no. I just don't like the whole gay excommunicating type thing yeah that's another thing back to being religious i would be a quaker maybe a methodist but i don't really like their bigger churches that are catholic to me i would definitely the last church i went to before i stopped going was a quaker church and they are the nicest most welcoming loving people they are really they really are living they are christ-like you know what i mean they can call themselves christians because they are open and accepting and loving and will pray with anybody. And they're, they're just the nicest fucking people ever. And so if I was ever going to go back to a religion, and my sons are baptized as Quakers. Um, so they can be conscientious objectors. <laughs> like before they, uh, religion, I had my sons baptized as Quakers. I had a, what was it? Oh, and there's a bunch of like messed up thing. Like, did you know until like the seventies, like black people could not have priesthood in the Mormon church? Yeah, I know. And they're yeah, and still kind of racist y. They I mean, have you ever been to a, that, have, have you ever been to a Mormon church? No. <laughs> My ex Andy, his sister was still really into Mormonism and he was married to a Mormon and his sister adopted a baby that was um, mixed black and white. And, but yeah, the Mormons think that black people are like cursed or something. Do they, that, cause there's a, no, it's not, it's not quite that. So like, yeah, it's kind of like that, but not like that. So like they think that darker skinned people are from, uh, there was a, how do I put this? There was like uh, the Nephites and the Lamanites, basically Nephi and Lemon were like, two brothers right and they came to the americas which is how they explain native americans um on a boat and they were supposed to be like escaping um what is it called sodom and gomorrah and so they gathered up their family and they moved here and the one brothers they decided to deny christ or whatever and they were cursed with a darker skin and then they were white people 
but that was over that was over in the Americas. Some Christians believe that I don't remember the name of the guy, but there was a guy, he was old and he there was like no men around and his daughters got him drunk and had sex with them so they could have babies. And um their babies, or at least one of them's baby, I can't remember the whole I don't remember the names or where the book is. It's somewhere in the Bible, this story where these chicks got their dad drunk and and raped him so they could be impregnated and those babies are black like that's and their babies were cursed and came out with darker skin and that's what started anyone but white people which is ridiculous because they wouldn't have been white they would have been arab they would have been middle eastern but either mm-hmm. way they came out with dark it's just it's just so crazy that like people, people try that to use that believe that and that's why they're racist and why they think black people are inferior. It's so crazy. I just hate that stuff like that happens and it's still like people are so backwards on things. I don't know if you saw that church in Florida and there's they had like sixty or seventy people not not listening to like social distancing and stuff. Oh yeah, there and, was some in Kansas too. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. And they're like they're like aren't you afraid of getting the virus? And she's like, I'm covered in the blood of Christ. And I was like, I don't think that's antibacterial, honey. Like, Oh, there was a preacher that was preaching that and still holding services that died of COVID. I saw. And it's just crazy. My hometown. Oh my God. So I have this one thing. I have a very, I have a very fantastic hobby. Um, so I absolutely hate the fucking Confederate flag. Good. Good. Like, and that, and that's saying that with this accent. And um, so I like to go onto Confederate pages and groups on Facebook and just troll the shit out of them. Have you seen those posts? I've seen you talk about it, yeah. So, like, my favorite thing is uh, the other day I posted a picture, and it was like um, and it had a guy with a Confederate flag up in Michigan, which is funny all of itself. And it says, yeah. imagine waving the flag of an army that also died for nothing. And While in Michigan. Well, Michigan. So that's what it said. It said, like, uh, imagine dying for a flag for nothing. And it had the guys in Michigan doing the protest. And that post got 100 and something likes in that Confederate group. And only like four or five angry reactions. The rest were like heart reactions and thumbs ups. They didn't read the picture. They just saw the picture and liked it. And it's the most <laughs> so that proves that if you're racist, you can't read. And that is the most, and then people got on there and they're like, how are we allowing this on this page? And I was just, I took a screenshot and it says the admins of the Confederate Brotherhood or whatever uh, approved your post. So the person yeah. that approved the post didn't read the post. There's a Confederate flag, hell yeah. Yeah, dude, it was so great. And the people that would try to argue with me, the grammar was terrible. The, you couldn't understand it. And one of the guys was like, well, I guess you're just going to go home and kiss your husband getting out of your Prius. And I'm like, actually, I used to drive a truck and I'm on my way to go fishing and steal your girl. Like, you know, like, and they're like, they're like, you probably don't even know how to drink it is. I was like, I got a pack of Coors Light in the fridge. Like, they were assuming a lot of things. Oh, you're a fucking Yankee. You can speak their language. I can. They were like, I bet you, he's like, get out of here, you damn Yankee. And I'm like, I'm from Hicks, Arkansas, which is the most Southern. Like, I feel like I've got like. They really called you a Yankee? They called me a Yankee. And I was like, 
which I call people Yankee as jokes. Like I have like Southern jokes too. Like, you mm-hmm. know the difference between a Yankee and a damn Yankee? No. A Yankee comes and goes, a damn Yankee comes and stays. <laughs> Do you know how to tell uh, the toothbrush was invented in Arkansas and nowhere else? How? It, it was invented anywhere else to be called teeth brush. Teeth brush. Tooth. Yeah, my, ah, one, two. Yeah. yeah, my my uh my dentist came in and the other day, uh, while I was uh, you know, getting my teeth done and uh, he comes in, he's introducing himself or whatever. He's just looking at my x rays and uh, I tell him like, Hey man, uh yeah, you can tell where I'm from just by my x rays, tell him from Arkansas. He's like, I was gonna say something. Because I've got terrible teeth. No, everyone's always like talking about how great my teeth are, but I don't have hardly any of my teeth in the back. Really? Mm-hmm. Like my teeth are like I got like a. Already oh, feel my it right brother, off. my little brother Eric had that when he moved to Kansas when he was nineteen, um, and he had dental insurance. He was eighteen. He had dental insurance, but at the time it was going to stop when he was nineteen because that was the the law, you know, with with healthcare at the time. And so we had to get all this dental work done in six months. I was like, he can't start life out with a fucking hole in his front teeth. People are going to see that. And so, yeah, he had all this dental work. It was torture for him. His mouth got all these sores in it from having all this work done. And But he's got good teeth now. Yeah, I got kicked in the face by a steel toe boot. That's what that is. Oh, so it chipped and then now. Mm-hmm. And then it cavitied. What happened was I was at a party back home and my buddy just got back from Djibouti, Africa which is like the best named country of all time, Djibouti. And uh, it's right next to Somalia. And my buddy goes, hey, can you get me a beer out the fridge? So I went to the fridge and I got him a beer because he just came back home. You know, I don't mind doing it. I'm drunk. We're having a good time, right? This guy goes, why don't you give me a beer? And I was like, I only get beers for soldiers. So I start walking back to the fridge and I get a beer and I go to hand it to the guy because, you know, I'm me. I'm joking with you. I'm picking on you. I don't hate anybody. And that's one of the things of like, uh, I went through a lot of high school with people hating me so much. I can't hate anybody else because I don't want anybody to feel that way. And so I come back and the dude's not sitting where it was sitting. Right. And I'm like, where the dude, where'd he go? And then about that time from behind me, he just smashed me in the face like a little bitch with his hand like this. And then started just wailing on me, beating me and just beating the shit out of me. And uh, I sit up and I spit blood and shit. And I go, motherfucking cock set thunder cunt bitch ass motherfucker you know like i'm cursing right and i go to sit up or whatever and uh he goes nobody talks about my mama like that i was like your mom what the fuck's your mama got to do with this right yeah and he reared back and he kicked me like three times in the face and he ended up breaking my mandible right here um and um I got up there and uh, he goes to swing back the fourth time. I was like, I'm either going to die or I'm going to die trying. And I swapped his leg from under him. I got on top and I hit him like three times. I ended up breaking his orbital bone and his nose. And I cracked his jaw and like three punches because I'm short and I have all that power all of a sudden. Yeah. And uh, yeah. my buddy grabs, buddy grabs me off him, off him right after I've gotten beaten down twice, right? Grabs my hand. He's like, you're going to kill him. Stop. I was like, where were you fucking three minutes ago? Yeah. Well, Ty, I have to pee and take right. the dog out before the next, my next session. Um, it was really good to see you. And I miss you. And I hope I can see you someday in person. 
again. Or you can stop by Manhattan on your way up or something. We'll see. All right. Maybe well, I will talk. Go ahead. Maybe on my way back. All right. No problem. Well, I'll definitely, I'll probably be available. I'm doing three days on, six days off. I'll see you later. All right. Bye. Bye.